you, Pastor. I'll keep it up here. Praise the Lord. Could I get a bottle of water? Just in case I need it. Well, is everybody happy tonight? <clears throat> Praise the Lord. Thank you for coming out Monday evening. We'll endeavor once again to uh, be respectful of your time. But uh, we've got some things we just feel like we need to share with you. Uh, speak to you, probably some of you personally, and then also, you know, just corporately. Thank you, brother. Some things that were in our, in our heart today. How many of you have your Bibles? Wave them, make the devil mad. <laughs> yeah, you have your Bible or your device, uh, your iPad, your iPod, your sword. Praise God. In Jeremiah chapter 1, verse 5, Jeremiah chapter 1 and verse 5, very familiar passage of Scripture. God speaking to Jeremiah, he said, Before I formed thee in the belly, I knew thee. And before you came forth from the womb, I sanctified thee and ordained thee a prophet to the nations. You know, I think that's a remarkable passage of Scripture. Before you were ever formed in your mother's womb, before she ever gave you a name, God knew you. And he had a plan for your life. You're not an accident, no matter what your mama may have told you. <laughs> You're here on purpose by divine will of God. Amen. And so God said, I, I, I knew you before you were formed, before your mother gave you a name. I, I knew you. And I ordained you a prophet to the nations. I had a plan and a purpose. You know, one of the uh, scriptures that we, we hear quoted quite often in... Uh, Jeremiah, uh, chapter, what is it, uh, 29 and verse 11, where uh, in the King James it says, I know the thoughts that I think towards you, says the Lord, thoughts of peace and not of evil to bring you to an expected end. I like the translation that says, I, I know the plans that I have for you, says the Lord. They're plans to prosper you and not to harm you, to give you a future and a hope. There's another translation that says, I alone know my purpose for you, says the Lord. It is your welfare that I have in mind, not your undoing. For you, I have a destiny and a hope. You know, I think the very interesting thing about that particular portion of Scripture is when God said, listen, I know the plans that I have for you, says the Lord, uh, plans to prosper you, not to harm you. He was speaking to the prophet Jeremiah, uh, to the children of Israel through the prophet, Jer of Jer uh, prophet Jeremiah. And the interesting thing about that is that at the moment when those words were spoken, uh, Israel was in Babylonian captivity. It appeared by all natural outward perceptions that their hopes and dreams as a nation would never come to fruition. Uh, that, you know, that which uh, they had dreamed as a nation, uh, was lost. But it was in that place that God said to them, Listen, I have not forgotten the words that I have spoken over you. I have not forgotten the plans I have for you. 
I have not forgotten the dreams and the visions that I placed inside of you. And they shall come to pass. Are you with me? And that's what I want to talk to you about tonight. It just seemed good to me. And, and I gave them a, a song last night because I thought I might go that way. But I didn't go that way. But I, I'm going that way tonight. And, and I want to talk to you about it shall come to pass. <laughs> How many dreamers do I have in here? Anybody have any dreams, any personal dreams or aspirations or things which, you know, the Holy Ghost is perhaps placed on the inside of you? Friends, there is a plan. You know, God did not start our lives and this whole process and say, you know, we'll just kind of uh, feel it out as we go and work it out as we go along. <laughs> God has a detailed, calculated, meticulous plan of action in executing His divine purposes where our personal lives are concerned, where His plans and purposes uh, for corporate settings are concerned, <clears throat> Excuse me, where the body of Christ is concerned as a whole. So there's a plan. You know, uh, I don't know about you, so I can't talk about you, but I know about me, so I can talk about me. Just as, a, as a, a point of illustration, you know, I was born again when I was seven years old. I was raised in a Christian home, Southern Baptist. I was born again when I was seven. When I was 18 years old, I went to a Catholic Bible study. I may have told you this. I don't know. But I went to a Catholic, predominantly Catholic Bible study. This was in 1980. The charismatic renewal was still on. And... Um, I went to this Bible study. I was hungry as a Baptist boy, and there was an Oral Roberts uh, University graduate there in that Bible study facilitating uh, the, the study that evening. He was giving his testimony and some other things, and then at the end of this, of this uh, Bible study, he gave an invitation for those who would be interested in being baptized with the Holy Spirit. Well, I'd been born of the Spirit, but I'd not been baptized with the Spirit. There's a difference between the Spirit within and the Spirit upon. There's a difference in being born of the Spirit and being empowered by and with the Spirit. So I'd not received that experience, so he gave me the opportunity and invited those who were interested. And of course, I went up as an 18-year-old boy. He laid hands upon me. And when he did, I was baptized with the Holy Spirit and began to speak in other tongues as the Spirit uh, gave us utterance. And so simultaneously, he had a vision. And in this vision, as he laid hands upon me, he said, I see a globe. And I'm talking about the fact that I know the plans. He said, I see a globe. And he said, on this globe are red dots. And he said, uh, they're connected, as it were, by uh, yarn. He said, what I mean by that, he said, they're all in an association of some sort, and they're all over this globe. And he talked to us about our relationship with that and that we would establish churches uh, uh, in association with what he was seeing there. And um, so I just wrote it down as on a three-by-five card when I got home that night and put it away. Well, uh, in the process of time, of course, this was 1980, the summer of 1980. I was 18. So I went off to college that, that fall to a Baptist university in Birmingham, Alabama. And I said, Lord, I need some fellowship around this experience because it's new. 
I was at my first day of university. I sat down at the cafeteria table alone. And this, this gentleman uh, uh, walked up, and he was a student also. He said, can I have a seat? I said, sure. So he sat a tray down on the table. And as he did, he simul simultaneously plopped down uh, what I saw, Word of Faith magazine. And I saw the picture of the dove and something about the Holy Spirit. And I said to him, I said, what is that? He said, well, this is a publication of Kenneth Hagin Ministries called Word of Faith. And he said, also, this is an article about the baptism of the Holy Spirit. He said, have you ever experienced that? And I said, well, uh, as a matter of fact, I just re-experienced it this summer. Uh, and he said, well, congratulations. And then he introduced me to Kenneth Hagin Ministries. And I said, hey, do you have a church around here? Because, of course, I'm looking for one. And he took me to a church where they were teaching the word of faith message, so to speak. And, uh, man, we, we were able to receive the good word of God introduced to Kenneth Hagin Ministries. I went my first uh, camp meeting in 1981 out to Tulsa, Oklahoma. <clears throat> and I continued to go through the years. And, uh, of course, uh, after college and during college, I worked for a local church in the area of music. Then I was ordained in 1988 and uh, took a position in a local church in Florida. Many people who were associated with Rhema Bible Training Center at Kenneth Hagin Ministries uh, came through that church, and I developed relationships with them. Long story short, 11 years after 1980 when he had that vision, I ended up at Rhema Bible Training Center to attend there. And then in 1992, they completed the auditorium, and we dedicated that building. We went over as a local church uh, and dedicated the building. Well, I didn't know it. But when they were building that particular auditorium, Pastor Hagen said, I want you to construct me a large globe. And he said, I want you to put red lights all over it representing the churches, the missionaries, the schools that we have around the world, <clears throat> and also here in the United States. And every time we have a service, I want that thing to come down out of the ceiling and begin to rotate and turn the lights on so that people can see the vision and we can pray for them. Well, when we dedicated that building on that Sunday morning, down came this globe <laughs> with red lights on it. And the Holy Ghost said to me, that was the globe that gentleman saw. And you will go to these churches. And you will go to these schools. And you will establish them in doctrine and, and in things of the Spirit and encourage the saints and that sort of thing. So, you know, well, we were just praising God. You know, of course, at that time, I was just there attending Rhema. My point is, I know the plans. There's a plan. So I went to Rainbow Bible Training Center, got involved because I was impressed of the Spirit to do so in, in as many areas of my gifting as I could in the music there. Well, upon graduation, uh, <clears throat> they came to me and said, uh, would you like to be a part of the Rainbow Singers and Band uh, and travel with Kenneth Hagin as a part of the crusade team? Well, initially I said no because I I was thinking I, I, of a different course. I was in Oral Roberts University simultaneously, and I had some other thoughts in mind. So you can miss your turn if you're not careful. That's why we always want to inquire of the Lord. And particularly when you're young, 
You want to acknowledge Him in all of your ways and in all of your decisions because there is a path and we want to make sure we get our right turns. Now, if you miss your turn, that doesn't mean you're out of the ball game. Uh, you know, you can, you can always get back on. You know, I, I have a GPS system when I travel. And sometimes, you know what a GPS system is, you know, and I put them in my rental cars. And, and of course, when you turn that GPS system on, uh, you know, it will uh, pinpoint your place of origin and then you put in your destination. And then, of course, it calculates a route. And most often a woman's voice will come on because they're better with directions. And, and you know, she'll say, you know, turn right at the next intersection, 1.2 miles turn left, take the motorway, you know, so forth and so on. Many times, though, I get in, in large cities and I can't get over uh, to navigate my turn because of the traffic. And she'll come on and she'll say, you have missed your turn. Well, I knew that, you know, but I couldn't get over. But then she'll say the most interesting thing. She'll say one moment, recalculating. And then she'll give me an alternate route whereby I can get back onto the original route and come to my destination. So I always tell people, you know, maybe you have taken a wrong turn, but don't count yourself out. Just say, Lord, help me to reach that, you know, the fullest intention of your will from my, for my life from this point. And the Holy Ghost will say, one moment, please recalculate it. And man, He can get you right back on and your end can be better than your beginning. Don't you take no for an answer. But the point is, there is a plan, there is a purpose, right? And so when you're young and in your middle age, you know, uh, particularly it's very important. And of course, throughout our life, uh, there will always be decisions and turns, but acknowledge Him. Where you're working, where you're going to school, who you're in relationships with, as your pastor's wife said uh, on Sunday morning, these are very important things because I could have missed my turn when they said, do you want to be a part of the Raymond Singers and Band? But when I went home to got on my knees to pray about it, I was immediately in the Spirit and I had a mini-vision. And I saw myself at the keyboard standing, which I did, and, and playing, and Kenneth E. Hagin here at the pulpit with his hands on both sides uh, speaking to uh, an audience. Well, of course, that scene played itself over hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of times over an 11-year period. But I went back the next day and told them, yes, I'll accept the position. Of course, it did help that when I said no the next day, as uh, it was two days later, because the next day Jim Hockaday came back and said, Brother Hagin said you should reconsider. <laughs> I said, well, I will. So I went home prayed and then had that vision. So quite naturally. So praise God, then, of course, you know, 11 years we were there, part of the crusade team, very vital in, in uh, that season of life in preparing us for what we do today. Now a decade later, after his departure, we've traveled to the churches, 11 years with him, 10 years on our own, and uh, throughout the United States, Canada, and then, of course, around the world. We've been in many, many, many countries now. And so the point is, I know the plan. Everybody said, God has a plan. Say, God has a plan, right? And so, navigating our way uh, through life and, and making the necessary turns. Um, here we are, as we say, 33 years later from when I was 18 now, you know, walking out the plan. 
But I just want to encourage some people tonight. It seems like I need to and, and speak to you personally, but then also corporately to hold on to your dreams. Uh, in Hebrews chapter uh, uh, 10 and verse uh, 23, Hebrews 10 and 23, the Bible says, Hold fast to the profession of your faith without wavering. For faithful is he that is promised. Everybody say, faithful is he that is promised. And then in the same chapter, verse 35, Hebrews 10 and 35, it says, cast not away your confidence, which has great recompense of reward. You know, talking about the plans and purposes of God. Uh, the reality is, according to uh, John the Baptist's words in John uh, 3.27, I believe. See if I'm correct. John 3.27. Uh, he said, No man can receive anything from heaven unless it be given to him from above. No man can receive anything except it be given to him uh, from heaven or from above. So, you know, in one sense of the word, I cannot claim by faith what has not been apportioned to me or given to me from above. Does that make sense? So, uh, and I'm speaking once again personally, the scope of our ministry, the influence of our ministry, in one sense has been predetermined because I can't receive what has not given, been given to me from above. Uh, but then on the other hand, Deuteronomy 29, 29 says this. It says, The secret things belong to the Lord. But the things that have been revealed belong to us and to our children forever. So the point is that I cannot claim by faith what has not been given to me from above. But on the other hand, the things that have been revealed to me, the things that have been revealed to you, belong to you and you have a right to receive them. Whether it be the revelation of the Word, that which has been revealed to you by revelation of the Spirit, the covenant that you have with God, the promises that He has uh, uh, given to us in Christ, that has been revealed to you by revelation knowledge, it belongs to you, you have a right to it. But also the dreams, the visions, the plans, the purposes, the aspirations that you have in your spirit, that which has been revealed to you by the Holy Ghost, that which you have uh, claimed by faith based on the promises of the Word, you have a right to them. Are you with me? And I know that there are some folks in here tonight, you've had dreams. You've had desires, you've had aspirations in your spirit and things that you feel like God showed you when you were younger. Amen. And the reality is you have a right to receive them. And I want to encourage you to hold on to your dreams. Cast not away your confidence. For faithful is he who has promised. You know, we can look at the Old Testament saints, some of the men and women of God, and we can look at some of the characteristics that are resident in their character that enabled them to apprehend the plan, the purpose, the dream that God uh, uh, promised and placed on the inside of them. 
And two of those characteristics are found over here in Hebrews. Look in Hebrews chapter 6. Hebrews chapter 6. Anybody with me tonight? Hebrews chapter 6. And beginning in verse uh, 12 will be fine. Hebrews chapter 11, uh, 6 and verse 12. <clears throat> Are you there? Be not slothful, but followers of them, who through faith and patience, everybody say faith and patience, faith and patience. inherit the promises. For when God made promise to Abraham, because he could swear by no greater, he swore by himself, saying, Surely, blessing, I'll bless thee, multiplying, I will multiply thee. And so after he had patiently endured, he obtained the promise. Everybody say patiently endured. The reality is that most often when it comes to the plans and purposes, visions and dreams that God has placed in your heart or your own aspirations, most often these things take time to come to fruition. We understand uh, due process, diligence, leading, uh, being led by the Spirit, being diligent in life. But then also sometimes things are a process. Are you with me? And so when it comes to the plans and purposes of God, it's not always how fast you can run. Sometimes the question is, can you stick with it? And if you can, you will come to the fruition of the dream. Someone asked Mr. Roberts one time, Oral Roberts, they said, you know, uh, looking at your university, looking at your ministry and all the things that are, are uh, so evident today. To what do you attribute your success? And he said, well, I guess if I had to put it in just a few words, it would simply be, I never quit. Amen. And you know, you and I have to have that kind of tenacity in life. If our dreams, if our aspirations, if these God-given dreams, plans, and purposes are going to come to pass, we have to have the mentality and the attitude, I will never quit. Everybody say, I will not quit. <clears throat> so thinking about Abraham, you know, over here in Genesis chapter 12, if you want to look with me, some of the attributes he had, faith and patience. Genesis chapter 12. Uh, beginning in verse 1, of course, when God made this promise to Abraham, he was 75 years old. And the Lord said unto him, verse 1, Get out of your country, from your kindred, and from your father's house, unto a land that I will show you. And I will make of you a great nation. I'll bless you. I'll make your name great. You shall be a blessing. I'll bless those that bless thee, curse him that curseth thee, and in thee shall all the families of the earth be blessed. And so Abraham departed as the Lord had spoken to him, and Lot went with him. And Abram was 75 years old when he departed out of Haran. That's a, a great promise, isn't it? God said, hey, Abraham, get up now. Leave your father, your mother, go and all of your family to a place I'll show you. I'm going to bless you. 
I'm going to make your name great. In you shall all the families of the earth be blessed. Those that bless you will be blessed. Those that curse you will be cursed. Abraham said, Woohoo! Glory! And aren't you glad you don't have to be perfect for the promises of God to come to fruition? Because he started off wrong. God said, Leave your family, and he took his nephew. So sometimes you can get started off even on the wrong foot and still come to, to fruition. <laughs> so he's got a promise. He's got a dream. There's a vision. And man, he begins to embrace that thing and move in that direction. But then something very unexpected occurred. Eleven years passed. And he's 86 years old and no son. And it was at that place that Abraham faced what I call one of Satan's dream killers. And one of Satan's dream killers are what we call unfulfilled expectation. Unfulfilled expectation. Sometimes we have expectations based upon our natural insight, our natural wisdom, our natural timetable. And when things do not align themselves, so to speak, with that preconception, we can become disillusioned, disheartened. Frustrated. Anybody ever been there? <laughs> I have. You know. And, and it's an unfulfilled expectation. Abraham was there, man. He had an unfulfilled expectation. You know, after 11 years, 86 years old, he thought, you know, hey, man, when he first started out, this thing would have been further along at this point. And you see what I mean? And, and so here he is over in Genesis. Uh, chapter 15. And Abraham's, you know, at this place, Genesis 15, and, and verse 2. You know, have you ever found yourself, Abraham was here, he had an unfulfilled expectation, and he starts telling God about it. <laughs> have you ever found yourself talking to God about something as if he didn't know? You know what I mean? And, and Abraham did this. Let's just start in verse 1, 15, 1. And these things, uh, after these things, the word of the Lord came to Abram in a vision, saying, Fear not, Abram. I'm your shield. I'm your exceeding great reward. And notice Abraham's response. And Abram said, Lord God, what will you give me? Seeing I go childless. And the steward of my house is this Eliezer of Damascus. And Abraham said, Behold to me, you've given no seed. And lo, one that is born in my house is mine heir. God just said, Hey, hey, I'm your shield and exceeding great reward. And Abraham said, I know what you said. But what have you given me? Eleven years. No sign of what I, I had in my heart, so to speak, you know. And God said, what did God say? Verse 5, he said, now listen, listen. I know you're having an unfulfilled expectation at the moment. 
He said, but come here. Come here. Come outside. Look up to the sky. He said, you see these stars? Yes, sir. You see how? Can you number them? No, sir. That's how vast your seed's going to be. And Abraham said, well, okay, I believe. You know, sometimes people think Abraham was perfect in his faith. We read over in, in Romans chapter 4. Have you ever read that? Romans chapter 4. Where this is God's testimony of Abraham as penned by the Apostle Paul. Romans chapter uh, 4. And beginning there in verse 18. What does the Bible say? This is Abraham, man, who against hope believed in hope that he might become the father of many nations, according to that which was spoken, so shall thy seed be. And being not weak in faith, he considered not his own body now dead when he was about a hundred years old, neither yet the deadness of Sarah's womb. He staggered not at the promise of God through unbelief, but was strong in faith giving glory to God, being fully persuaded that what He had promised, He was able to perform. Now that's what God remembers about Abraham. Because did you know that faith will work in your heart with doubt in your head? If you hold on to the faith in your heart. You don't want to let the doubts linger. But let me tell you something right now. Abraham had his moments. We just read one of them. Let me show you another one. After 14 more years passed and 24 years altogether and he's 99, let me show you what he said. <laughs> Look here in Genesis chapter 17. Genesis 17. Now, of course, you know they came up with a plan. Sometimes when, when, when the years pass... And we don't feel like things are moving like as rapidly as we think. We, we can try to help, help him. Manipulate the situation. Get into trouble. So they conjured up Ishmael. But now look. This is Genesis chapter 18. And look in verse 17. Now God had already visited him again at 99. In this chapter. And he said, now listen. Sarah's going to conceive. And look what Abraham said. Verse 17, Abraham fell, fell on his face and laughed. <laughs> You've got to be kidding. Come on. Shall a child be born unto him that's a hundred years old? Shall Sarah that's 90 years old bear? And Abraham said to God, hey, look. Oh, that Ishmael might live before thee. Hey, can't we just go this way? And Abraham and God said to him, verse 19, Sarah thy wife shall bear a son indeed, and you'll call his name Isaac. I'm going to establish his covenant with him for an everlasting covenant and with his seed after him. Are you with me? Abraham had his moments. Sarah did too. And she's mentioned in the faith hall of fame. Look, over here in chapter 18. Look in verse 12. Therefore Sarah laughed within herself, saying, After I'm waxed old, shall I have pleasure, my Lord being old also? And the Lord said unto Abraham, Wherefore did Sarah laugh, saying, Shall I sure, surely bear a child which am old? Is there anything too hard for the Lord? 
At the appointed time I will return unto thee according to the time of life, and Sarah shall have a son. Anybody with me? Listen, I don't care how long you've been believing for something. And, and you may have faced some of Satan's dream killers, unfulfilled expectations, unrelenting doubts at times, and even vocalized them. And you may have faced unseeming, uh, excuse me, seemingly unchangeable circumstances. Abraham faced every one of those. But he always came back. Lord, I believe. And God commended him for his faith in that which God had put on the inside of him. A lot of years passed. A lot of circumstances faced him. But guess what happened? Genesis 21. And the Lord visited Sarah, verse 1, as he had said. And the Lord did unto Sarah as he had spoken. And Sarah conceived. And bare Abraham a son in his old age at the what? Set time. Of which God had spoken to him. And Abraham called the name of his son born unto him, of which Sarah bare Isaac. And Abraham uh, circumcised his son Isaac, being eight days old, as God had commanded him. And Abraham was a hundred years old when Isaac was born. <laughs> what am I saying to you? Well, it took 25 years from the time he had the, the vision on the inside, or God spoke, till the time that it really began to move in, in that direction. Are you with me? So I tell people, you have to trust uh, God's process. Even if it seems like it's taking a long time. Trust His process. Are you with me? Because he knows what he's doing. I, I, I think about, you know, Joseph. Genesis chapter 37, man. He was 17 years old when he had a dream. And, and you know, you remember the story. 17 years old, a lot of zeal, not too much wisdom. But he said, hey, guys, I had a dream. Y'all want to hear it? And, of course, he said, we were out gathering sheaves of wheat. And my sheaves stood upright, and all of yours bowed down before mine. Isn't that awesome? <laughs> they weren't real happy about it, were they? And as if that weren't enough, you know. Then, of course, uh, he had another dream. And he said, hey, guys, guys, I had another dream. I saw the sun. And the moon and the eleven stars bowed down before me. And he said, that's mom and dad and you guys. <laughs> Isn't that great? <laughs> and, you know, they got so happy about his vision. You know, not everybody's going to be as excited about your vision as you are. Or your dream. But they got so happy that they threw him in a pit and sold him into to slavery. And he ended up down in Egypt. 
You know, I, I, I do tell people because I think that's a good point. The passage to purpose is not always glamorous. But if you'll trust the process and, and exercise faith and patience, you will come to the fruition of the promise. Are you with me? So, you know, the passage to purpose is not always glamorous, but he ended up down there in Egypt. And uh, he ended up in a man's house named Potiphar, right? And the Bible says that the Lord was with Joseph, and he was a prosperous man. So he gets down there, and the blessing of the Lord begins to be manifested in his life, and he's set over all of Potiphar's house. Man, things are going good. The vision's going in the right direction. I can see the light at the end of the tunnel. I can see this thing beginning to come to pass. Woohoo! And then <laughs> Potiphar's wife got her eye on him. You remember the story and attempted to seduce him, but he was a man of integrity. And so he resisted her advances, you know. And as a result, she lied about the situation. And her husband threw uh, Joseph in prison, back in the same pit he came out of. Now, you know, have you ever been there where it seems like, you know, you took three steps forward and ten steps backward? Have you ever been there where it, it just seems like, man, your feet is where your head was just a few minutes earlier. Somebody pulled the rug out from under you. I've been there. You know what I mean? But, you know, it's in those times where our response to the situation is, is very crucial. Because many times our response will determine the result. Uh, Joseph could have gotten angry. He could have gotten bitter. He could have said, look, I'm doing everything right. I'm serving you. I'm, I'm doing everything right. And look at my situation. Look what's happened. But that wasn't his response. He said, you know what? Even down here, God is with me. God is for me. And did you know the cream will always rise to the top? Never bet against a word woman or a word man because you'll lose every time. He just, he just said, look, I, I, I'm in this situation, but I'm going to what? I'm going to look to God. And, and so he had the appropriate response. He didn't get angry, didn't get bitter, even though it looked like he'd had a setback. Sometimes your setbacks are really a setup. Are you with me? So here he is now. He's down in the prison. You know the story. And, uh, of course... He rises to the top. Even in that situation, they put him all over the, the works of the, the uh, prison down there. He's number one man. And then the butler and the baker get in trouble with the Pharaoh. And they're thrown into the prison. And, of course, uh, they have a dream and they can't interpret it. Joseph is, has the wisdom of God. He interprets their dreams. For, for the butler, he said, hey, good news, you're going to be reinstated. To the baker, he said, sorry, end of the line, you know. And so he told the butler, listen, when you are reinstated to your position, remember me to Pharaoh. The butler said, I will. But when he got out, he forgot. And two years passed. Two years, he's in that prison. And in one sense of the word, you know, 
I, I, I tell people, it looks like nothing is really happening in his favor. It looks as though there's no activity or progression toward the fulfillment of the dream. And in reality, he's in what I call a holding pattern. Uh, even though in, in the natural, it doesn't look like anything's taking place, all the while, God is preparing a bridge to his place of fulfillment. Are you with me? And so don't ever judge your current situations merely by what you can see because God is working. If your faith is toward God, God's working in the situation even though you might not see it. You have to believe God is working in my situation. It will come to pass. This dream, this vision, that which I have set my faith upon based upon the word of God or revelation of the spirit, it will come to pass. God is working. The angels are working. Things are moving in my favor. Are you with me? That's where Joseph was. Didn't look like anything was happening. Two years. But all the while, God's making preparation for fulfillment. And then one day, something changed suddenly. You remember? They came. He went to bed that night. Same place, same condition. But that, the next morning they came, got him up out of the prison. Gave him a shave, put a robe on him, put a ring on his hand, and presented him toward Pharaoh, uh, before Pharaoh. Why? Because Pharaoh had a dream. No one could interpret it. But God had set this thing up. See, in the right place at the right time with the right attitude. God had been setting this thing up all along. And so they said, well, Butler said, uh, forgive me. I forgot there was a man. So they called for him. Joseph was able to interpret the dream. You remember it? Seven years of plenty, seven years of famine. In the time of plenty, you better appoint someone to store up in barns, someone very wise, so you'll have plenty in the time of famine. And Pharaoh said, well, you're obviously the wisest man in the land. How about you? And so he took his, his place. Second only to Pharaoh. Right? He was 17 years old when he had the dream. He was 30 years old when he began the fulfillment of it. What am I saying? Well, that was 13 years. Things do take time. Don't give up on your dreams. Don't give up on the things that you have been believing for or that God has set in your spirit because they will come to pass. Are you with me? And so, you know, think about King David. 1 Samuel chapter 16, he was anointed to be king when he was 17 years old. And yet, is it 2 Samuel chapter 5, around in there, verse 4, says he was 30 years old when he took the throne. 13 years. What was he doing? Well, he had some giants he dealt with. He had some family issues. He had some things, you know. But what? He made it. He obtained the promise. So will you. Paul was converted on the road to Damascus in Acts chapter 9. Uh, and, and at that moment, God said, you're going to bear my name before kings and priests in Israel. But historians tell us it was 14 to 20 years later before he ever took his first missionary journey. <laughs> Everybody say, it'll come to pass. you got to believe that. And say that.
and have an expectation of that. Are you with me? What are you saying to us? I'm just saying what the Holy Ghost said to me today. Some of you have dreams, visions, aspirations. That which you have based upon revelation of the Word. And that which the Holy Ghost has put in your heart. And maybe it's been years. And you haven't seen it yet come to pass. What are you saying to us, brother? Trust God's process. Even if it seems like it's taken a long time. Trust God's purpose. Even if you don't understand it all. Once again, He knows what He's doing. And trust His promise. Because it will come to pass. Watch out for the dream killers. Unfulfilled expectations. Unrelenting doubts. Seemingly unchangeable circumstances. Are you with me? You know, you think about pearls. And you think about uh, butterflies. And things like that. Diamonds. Did you know they all reach their place of beauty through time and pressure? And they don't begrudge the process. Time and pressure. But they come to their place of fulfillment, their place of of beauty. Amen? Are you with me? Now, I said that to say this. Remember I said to you, you can't claim by faith that which has not been apportioned to you from heaven. But at the same time, the things that are revealed to you belong to you. You know, last year I turned, uh, well, this year I turned 51, but last year I turned 50 quite naturally, and uh, before 51. And, you know, when you reach a certain place in life, you kind of do inventory. Anybody know what I'm talking about? You kind of look back and you, you see where you are, where you've been, where you uh, hope to go. And, and you do a little inventory and, and you think about, well, you know, I, I, I know that this was in my heart and this has come to pass but this has not yet come to pass and you know here we are and da 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 so I was kind of talking to the Lord about these things uh, and, and taking some inventory and saying Lord you know there's some things that have been in my spirit that I have you know here we are 25 years full time ministry and, and 7 years on top of that part time and, and a lot of things have come to pass and yet some things have not And so I'm talking to him about that and waiting upon the Lord. And as I did, the word of the Lord came to me saying, and you'll see its relevance and why I'm sharing it in a moment. The word of the Lord came to me saying, this is the time and season. Now, season doesn't mean a week or a month. could be year or two or three. This is the time and season in which your dreams shall be fully realized and my promises to you fulfilled. For as it is written, the vision is yet for an appointed time. If it seems slow, do not despair. For these things shall surely come to pass. Just be patient. They will not be overdue a single day. Glory to God. Now, May I repeat that because it has relevance to you and I'll tell you why. He said, this is the time and season in which your dreams shall be fully realized and my promises to you fulfilled. For as it is written, 
The vision is yet for an appointed time. If it seems slow, do not despair. For these things shall surely come to pass. Just be patient. They will not be overdue a single day. So as the word of the Lord came to me, I wrote it down. I was blessed and began to rejoice about it. But then the word of the Lord came to me further saying, <laughs> which has relevance to you. Whoa, I'm already blessed. He said, these words are not just for you, but they are for others too. For this is a time and season of plans and purposes and dreams coming true. A season of restoration of that which the thief has stolen. Anybody had anything stolen? Man, I had some stuff stolen in 2008-9 as the economy. A restoration of that which the thief has stolen. An outpouring of divine provision from on high. Listen. For the purpose of consummating and completing divine assignments. For the coming of the Lord is drawing nigh. So rejoice in this season. Stand strong in faith. And decree, you got to say something. This is our season. I'm not giving it a time frame. I'm just telling what the Holy Ghost said. This is our season of fulfillment. God has spoken and it shall be. Are you with me? Now, I'm not up here just reciting some poem. I'm telling you. What came to me by revelation of the Spirit. Now, you can take it or leave it. Anybody want to take it? Hey, take it and be blessed by it. Now, let me repeat it because I want you to get it in your spirit. Dreams take time to come to fruition. Sometimes there's setbacks. Sometimes there's unfulfilled expectations, unrelenting doubts, seemingly unchangeable circumstances. Trust God's process. Trust His purpose. Trust His promise. It will come to pass. But what are we to do right now? we got to stand up on the inside. Amen. Amen. Personally and corporately. Because I know there's some dreamers in this house. I know there's some things you've been standing and believing for and maybe for years and, and man, you've let it go. Pick it up. Pick it up. Put it back on. Get it off the shelf and put it back in your heart and put it back in your mouth and get tenacious about it and begin to thank God that it's coming to pass. This is the time and season in which your dreams shall be fully realized and my promises to you fulfilled. For as it is written, the vision is yet for an appointed time. If it seems slow, do not despair. 
these things shall surely come to pass. Just be patient. They will not be overdue a single day. These words are not just for you, talking about me, but for others too. For this is a time and season of plans and purposes and dreams coming true. A season of restoration of that which the thief has stolen. An outpouring of divine provision from on high for the purpose of consummating and completing divine assignments for the coming of the Lord is drawing nigh. So what? Rejoice. Get happy. Rejoice. Amen. Stand strong in faith and decree. Say something. This is my season. This, and I'd never heard anybody preach that. I know there's been some folks now that I think that have said it. I'd never heard that. This is my season. This is our season of fulfillment God has spoken, and it shall be. Are you with me? <clears throat> now, sometimes for things to come to pass, it's not going to happen in the natural course of events. You've got to have supernatural events. You've got to have what we call suddenlies. And as God said to, to, to Abraham, He said, Why did Sarah laugh? Why'd she laugh? Is there anything too hard for me? And the answer is what? No. I don't care what it is or what it looks like. Nothing is too difficult or hard for God. As pastor said, if we'll believe it, he can perform it. So what are you saying? I'm saying I'm expecting some suddenlies. Are you with me? Things that are outside the ordinary course of events or even the ability of the natural to occur. Whoa! But you know, God's a specialty at that. A specialist at suddenlies. You remember there in 1 Kings chapter 18? And we could equate that to tonight. It had not rained for three and a half years. They'd been in a drought. Everything seemed status quo. No change. No movement in the direction. But then the word of the Lord came and said, This is your season. Or... It's about to rain. <laughs> That's what Elijah said. Go tell Ahab, God said. Tell him, it's about to rain. Well, it hadn't rained in three years, three and a half years. I mean, in the natural, there was no evidence of it. But when the word of the Lord comes and you embrace it, and you start telling it because you believe it, it sets things in motion. And I'm telling you, when the Lord spoke that to me last year, I embraced it. And I started saying it. And bless God, it started working. Amen. Woo! <laughs> Why? Because I hooked my faith up with what He said. And I'm simply delivering to you what was in my spirit tonight. And I ask you and challenge you to embrace what is being spoken. And then to declare it and decree it. Agree with heaven. And watch what happens. <laughs> Anybody listening? Elijah said, it's going to rain. And he went up and told Ahab. And, Ahab. and you know what? Ahab got happy. And man, they said, well, let's eat and drink, man. They started what? Celebrating in advance. We said praise Hazen's victory. They started celebrating in advance. And then of course Elijah 
And his servant Gehazi went up on the mountain that overlooked the, the sea there. And he said, we're talking about things can happen suddenly. He said, go, go look out over the ocean. And so his servant went out, but he came back. He said, sir, I don't see anything. He said, well, go again. He went a second time. Nothing. He went a third time. Nothing. But see, Smith Wigglesworth said, he said, uh, every believer ought to have on the inside of them an inward amen. An amen that says, God has said it, and it cannot be otherwise. And Elijah said, I don't care. Go back again. Fourth time, fifth time, sixth time, and, and, and nothing. He came back, sir, there's nothing. Maybe you've been looking a long time. Keep looking. God's spoken. Amen. And it's coming to pass. All right. This is our season. Finally, on the seventh time, he came running back and he said, Sir, sir, I see a little cloud the size of a man's hand rising out over the sea. Elijah said, Whoa, that's it. That's it. I mean, he didn't take much. But my, my point is, six times nothing. And maybe you've been there, man. You've had some unfulfilled expectations. And you just sat down on the inside. Nothing, nothing, nothing. And you don't expect anything anymore. Stand back up. Amen. It might have been six times nothing. Nothing, 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 nothing. But then, suddenly, suddenly, on the seventh time, the skies grew black with the clouds. And the rain began to fall and bless God. Uh, he said, we better get down from here lest we get st stuck in the mud. <laughs> Woo! And the Holy Ghost came on him. And he outran the chariots all the way back to Jezreel. He got a fresh wind. And he finished that thing out in the power of the Holy Ghost. Woo-hoo! Everybody say suddenly. suddenly. I'm telling you things can happen suddenly. Paul and Silas in that prison. At midnight, in chains, mm -hmm. sang as we said, prayed and sang praises. And suddenly, the great earthquake. So things can change. Are you with me? What are you saying, Brother Marty? I'm saying something's up around here. Get your expectations back up. Amen. Everybody, personally and corporately. Because I just believe there's some things going to come to pass. Maybe they've been in the works for a long time. You know, maybe you had some setbacks, but the best is yet to come. Amen. Jesus is coming soon. And if you think as this thing nears, uh, 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 comes to a culmination that people aren't going to start flocking to churches, you got another thought coming because they will. I mean, when, th when things start shaking in the world, the first thing they're going to do is say, God, they're going to come running. And you'll be here ready to receive them. With the Word of God and the Spirit of God. Anybody with me tonight? Everybody say, it's coming to pass. At last. <laughs> Stand up if you will. Stand up for just a moment. Uh, and I'll tell you in a minute, I'm going to sing you a song, but not yet. Because I just, I don't know, I have a... Let's just lift our hands to the Lord. And let's just wait on him for a moment. Now, tomorrow night, you come back. We're going to have a time. Uh, I'm going to give you some pretty uh, interesting information. And then we'll have a time of impartation. Uh, but let's just wait here for a moment. Praise you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. 
Kel koridi misa regeli ardibuzala glandelicete. Ye bacaturi arregeli ordibugorongele vasta casitic. Ye papa carusque. Pastor, I just want to speak to you and your wife by the unction of the Spirit. Dol makil kalini aglench lacredale concamagadil cavi il dolomo supro de divratilta legge. Ye borusopos varast frade de vretete. E corusciacoriza. Ye borusanduri di ba ala farege. Ye baru en subro en le espraja. Ha 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 You've been faithful to your call. Even through the years when there's been adversity and opposition, you've still given it your all. But you're turning a corner now. A new place, I see. Where the blessing of the Lord rests upon this house, this people, and upon thee. And supernatural doors will be opened unto you. And that which you've had in your heart and in your spirit, you'll be able to do. For there'll be a supply of the Spirit and of resources too that will empower you and enable you to do what I say to do. So rejoice. And be glad. And go forth now with your strength renewed. As a fresh anointing of the Holy Ghost. Rests upon you. Glory to God. Thank you Lord. Hallelujah. <laughs> Somebody say praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Amen. I'm going to tell you, there's some things coming to pass. I want you to get your expectations up for some suddenlies. Amen. Uh, 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 suddenly, favor. Suddenly, opportunity. Suddenly increase and avenues for increase. Amen. Even replenishing of things. <laughs> Glory to God. Woo. Sometimes, you know, things were full, then they got a little empty. Well, we're going to believe them to be full again. Amen. Glory. <laughs> Somebody say it's coming to pass. <laughs> Brother, I'm on, I'm on a switch mics and I'm going to sing a song. Crank me up, bro. Crank it up and give me some reverb. There it is. Crank up that track. Woo! Glory to God. Y'all sing it with me. 
Give me more track. Fill the house with it. Woo! Come on. Somebody shout a little bit. I don't know. I just got something in my spirit. Amen. It's something I'll see. We understand that when it comes to the, to the promises of God, action's always required. We have to do our part. And we have to believe God. But then there's sometimes you've done what you can do. You've believed what you can believe. And, man, you've got to have a supernatural thing. And I just seem to believe there's going to be some supernatural things happening. For, for people. Amen. But now don't walk out of here tonight and forget it. This is between you and God. Every day I say, thank you, Lord. It's coming to pass. This is our season of fulfillment. You've spoken it. I believe it. Thank God for suddenlies and supernatural encounters and supernatural doors opening and divine connections. I say it, and, and guess what? I agree with him, and it comes into fruition. Are you with me? Say it'll come to pass. So I just believe, hey, you might want to get that other CD in there. I just believe we might, you know, we're going to have some good testimonies, you know, of what God has done for people. Now, no expectation, no fulfillment. If you don't expect anything, don't look for anything, don't believe anything, don't work toward anything, nothing's going to happen. You know that. <laughs> but when we do all the above, then we can expect God to reciprocate in that which he has spoken to us. So anyway, let's just sing this song because I believe this is going to be your testimony. Look what the Lord has done. Anybody want to get happy with me? Crank it up now, bro. Look what the Lord has done. Look what the Lord has done. He healed my body. He touched my mind. He saved me just in time. Oh, I'm going to praise his name. Each day is just the same. Come out and praise him. Look what the Lord has done. That's what you're going to say. Look what the Lord did. Look what the Lord has done. Look what the Lord has done. Hey, he healed my body. He touched my mind. He saved me just in time. Oh, I'm going to praise his name. Each day is just the same. Woo! Come out and praise him. Look what the Lord has done. Oh, I got it. I got it. I got it. I got it. Hey. Something about that Holy Ghost. I can't explain it, but I got it. Anybody got the Holy Ghost? Got the victory. Got it. I got it. You might have to get out of there and dance a little bit. Hey, I got it. <laughs> Something about that Holy Ghost. I can't explain it, but I got it in my hands. Got it in my feet. Got it in my walk. Got it in my talk. Got it all over me. God's not dead, y'all. God's not dead, y'all. God's not dead. He's Feel him in my walk, feel him in my talk, feel him all 
you do Something about that Holy Ghost I can't explain it but I got it in my hands Got it in my feet Got it in my walk Got it in my talk Got it in my hands Got it in my feet Got it in my walk Got it in my talk Got it all over me Hey! Look what the Lord has That's what you're gonna say Look what, Look what the, Lord the Lord has done it's the only way he could have gotten done. He touched my mind. He saved me just in time. Oh, I'm going to praise his name. We say he's just the same. Hey, come help me praise him. Look what the Lord has done. One more time. Look what the Lord has done. Look what the Lord has done. He healed my heart and he touched my mind. He saved me just in time, or I'm gonna praise His name. He stays just the same. Come help me praise Him. Look what the Lord has done. Come help me praise Him. Come help me praise Him. Look what the Lord has done. Come help me. Come help me praise Him. Look what the Lord has done. Yeah. Hallelujah. <laughs> Glory to God. Amen. You know, we said sometimes there's a set time for things, and there are seasons of life. Stop that. There are seasons of life, you know, and certain seasons are designated for certain purposes. So, you know, and Nikolai, it just seems, you know, I don't know, just thinking about different seasons for different purposes, just because one season is emphasizing one thing doesn't mean that certain things won't come to fruition or uh, be utilized in another season. So I was just thinking some of your gifts and graces that have been put on the inside of you, I see those in, a, in, a, in, a, in its appropriate season being really utilized. Uh, maybe some of the things that you had in your heart regarding uh, even your music, you know, uh, or, or the things like that. I know you're involved in many different areas, but it just seems like to me there'll be, uh, I, I heard, different seasons, different purposes for different seasons. And whatever that will mean with you, uh, you're going to see certain seasons, you know, right now there seem to be uh, a lot of natural and just, you know, a lot of plugging. But then it will transition into a season of fulfillment, you know. This is the, I don't know, this is the processing season. <laughs> And then it's going to usher into a, a, a beautiful season. And I, and I said music because I think that in the natural. But just in life, in life, uh, that, that season is going to, to flourish. This is a challenging season, uh, and it has a multiplicity of things going on in it. But it will level out, and, and you'll be able to be more comfortable in, in, a certain, in, in specified directions where you don't feel so you know, pulled in so many directions. So just be at peace in this season. God's with you in it. The grace is there with you. And you're going to transition beautifully into the next one. Uh, when this one's over, <laughs> we're going to pray the grace of God in this season. Amen. Hallelujah. Both of you. But it's a, it's a good thing. I, I see you flourishing, you know, in, in due process of time. These seasons will, will culminate to exactly where your life should be. So I, I know that came out funny, but I was just looking at you, and then it just kind of came out like that. So hallelujah. 
Sometimes some seasons can be overwhelming. You know what I mean? <laughs> In the natural. But the grace is there. And the Holy Ghost is with you. And so, you know, some seasons are more taxing than others, but then uh, it, 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 there's a flow to it, you know. There's a process. So just trust the process. It's going to be great. Everything's going to be fine. Somebody say amen. amen. Hey, listen, I love you guys. Y'all are awesome. Come back tomorrow night. Going to have a good time. We'll have just, I'm, uh, as far as I know, you know, we might share some very interesting thing with, things with you concerning the body of Christ. And then also... Um, have a time of impartation. But now, what's your name? Jeremy. Jeremy. Thank you, Lord. The hand of the Lord is upon you, Jeremy. I see it so clearly. And so the Lord would say to you to consider well your path, your decisions in life, to do as you have heard and been instructed to earnestly seek Him in, in your ways, in your paths. And if you will do that, he will give you eyes to see and a heart to discern your path so that it will be clear and plain before you. And you'll walk in the way of the Lord, and as a result, you'll be blessed. Your life will be blessed, and you will be a blessing to others. So, now in this season, draw near to me, saith the Lord, as you do. But be prayerful, be attentive, and stay close, and I'll walk with you. And I'll communicate uh, my heart to you. And you'll see and you'll know what to do, when to do it, and with whom to do it. In Jesus' name. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. All right. Glory to God. Y'all come back tomorrow night if you can.